Welcome, Switched On crew. Dan here with today's signals around being forward focused. With me is Chris Rush, host of the Maximize Podcast. A great quote from Chris in the episode, negativity isn't supposed to hold us back. Come join us and enjoy the show. Hello, everybody. Today we have Chris Rush with us. Chris is the host of the Maximize podcast. Welcome, Chris. I'm excited to have you on the show today, and I'd love if you can give everybody a bit more detail on your background. Thanks, Dan. I would love to do that. So, yeah, um, my name's like Dan said. My name's Chris Rush. Uh, I'm from Lexington, Kentucky. That's where I currently reside. Um, grew up here. I uh, went to college here, graduated from the University of Kentucky with a degree in marketing and a degree in nutrition. And then, um, you know, at the ripe age of 24, I started exploring what I wanted for my life. And over the past four years, I've learned that I want to be a self-improvement advocate, that I really value um, understanding and navigating the the world of, of mental health and mindset. And um, and I'm all, I'm all about trying to... Um, turn negatives into positives with forward focused thinking and, and being able to really understand where you are so that you know where you need to go. Yeah, that's great. There's um, a few things in our pre-show and getting to know you that you had highlighted that I want to make sure we spend a little bit of time on. One of them was, you know, helping people get the most out of life. And I think it's, you know, it's a easy statement to say, but it's a really cool thing to help everybody, you know, experience this life in a more abundant fashion. So what's your thoughts and guidance around that? So, you know, getting what you want out of life can be very subjective. Uh, yeah, it really depends on what you, the person wants, but to, to know what you want, you have to understand a couple of things. You have to understand how it applies to where you are and how it applies to where you want to go. And if it's something that you want, if it's a passion, a desire, or maybe it's a simple goal, you have to be able to navigate a pathway to get there. Um, and that's that's the part that really shows where the rubber meets the road. Um, Dan and I were talking before the podcast. I have an episode on my podcast called Think How You Drive. It's about forward-focused thinking. And, and that's that's part of what makes up my approach to getting more out of life, getting what you want out of life. Because if you're not focused on where you're going, you're not going to have a plan to end up where you want to be. And and uh, I'm sure we'll get into that analogy as this episode goes on, but that's kind of the start, you know, getting what you want out of life, whether it's nutrition, uh, fitness, whether it's uh, mindset, positivity, mental health. Um, it, it could be a multitude of things, um, but you've got to understand the environments you're in, you've got to understand the pathway that you're going down so that you can make the choices that will ultimately lead you to the outcome that you desire. Yeah. The concept around, you know, how to pivot and stay resilient that you, you talk about and the car analogy really go hand in hand. So maybe spending a few minutes there talking about that, that car analogy, because I've always had a pretty simple car analogy myself, which really was just related to was related to the rearview mirror. 
just rip it off. And I've even experimented when I drive my own car, if I turn that rear view mirror up and I don't look at what's going on behind me, so much anxiety disappears. It's crazy. If you have somebody tailing you or you got, you know, chaos going on behind you. And if you flip that mirror, so you're not looking anymore, all of a sudden you can just feel yourself go, Oh, okay. It doesn't matter what they're doing. It matters what's, what's happening, you know, in front of me, not, not back there. So mm -hmm. I think uh, yours is, is got some really cool de details and nuances to it. Besides that, that was kind of my own rudimentary one. Sure. And so we'll, um, we'll, we'll get into what I think about a rear view mirror. Um, but let's break it down. So you're on a road, you're driving your car, you have a destination you're trying to reach. Your eyes are obviously on the road in front of you because that's where you're headed. If you spend too much time looking to the left, if you spend too much time looking to the right, you're not going to be focused on what's in front, the things that you need to get around, the things that you need to uh, choose, whether it's a lane switch, whether it's a road merger, anything like that, you're not going to be able to make those choices to be able to really stay on the path that you're trying to get. Well, you have some tools in your, in your wheelhouse to be able to keep your eyes forward and to be able to make the decisions you need to make. The first one is your blinker. What's your blinker? It's how you communicate with other people. Really your blinker and your horn. It's to let them know you're going left, you're going right. Hey, you're in the way. Hey, look out, there's something going on. Hey, your headlight's not on. <laughs> you know, those are the three main tools you have to communicate with the outside world. You have your steering wheel. That one's self-explanatory. It helps you direct yourself. It helps you choose where you want to go. And, and your steering wheel is... is kind of like your brain it's it's your decision making it's it's your ability to really direct your body and your mind your words your actions everything to lead you to the intended place to get that intended outcome goal whatever now there's a couple other things so you got to think about your environment that's cold outside you have your ac on no you have your heat on why because you need to make sure that you're in an optimal climate to be able to continue moving forward without adding distractions. Um, and then conversely, if it's, if, if it's hot outside, then you absolutely do have your AC on. Now, the radio. What's the radio? The radio can be a couple different things. The radio can be a way for you to receive messages incoming, whether you're listening to the news or if there's some sort of weather update or road update, uh, or if you're someone who really focuses better, like I do, when there's music on in the car, then you'll have some music playing to get you going. Obviously, not too loudly. You, you don't want to turn the radio up so much that you can't hear other outside noises that you might need to hear, whether it's an oncoming car, an ambulance. Um, you know, there's so many things it could be. And then you have that rear view mirror. That rear view mirror is not something that you're really supposed to focus on. It's not your focal point. Your focal point is still on the road ahead through your front windshield. And to get where you're going, you have your brake and you have your accelerator to change your velocity so that as things are in your way, you can slow down. As things are out of your way, you can speed up. But then also this is where the rearview mirror comes in. If there's something coming up behind you, 
that you need to be aware of so that you can make an, an appropriate decision to stay on the path that you want to be on, you got to see it coming. Your rear view and your side view mirrors really help you see those, those, I'll call them threats, those threats to your chosen path. Now, yeah, you could flip up your mirror and, and not look at it like Dan said, and that does completely eradicate any anxiety from that rear view mirror. But it, you also lose an opportunity by doing that. And the opportunity is to pivot. The opportunity is to see what's coming. That rearview mirror is your past. That rearview mirror is, is things that might come back to haunt you or things that might come back and reward you, things that might encourage you and keep you moving forward. If you don't see them, you're not going to know, but you don't focus on them. You don't dwell on them. Just in a car, if you spend all, all of your time looking at your rearview mirror, you're going to run into the person in front of you. Well, in life, you don't sit there and dwell on your past because if you do that, you're going to miss the opportunities that are here uh, in your present while you're alive and well. Um, that that kind of gets me to where I want to talk about negativity versus positivity. Oftentimes, where the anxiety comes with focusing on that rearview mirror is some sort of negativity from our past is boiling up. It's affecting our present and it's threatening our future. And we tend to react to it. So oftentimes we'll flip that mirror up. We'll try to get rid of it. We'll try to ignore it, but it's still there. It still exists. So that doesn't work. And we already know that if we focalize on it too much, it's going to be a distraction or a threat to our forward progress. So what do we do with it? Well, we use it as a signal. We use it as a, as a lesson, if you will. Um, we, we use it to influence what we're going to do next, not as a reaction, but as part of the plan. You know, there's a quote, the best laid plans of mice and men often go awry. What that means is that what your plan is, what you think is your concrete path forward, isn't going to be your concrete path forward. Why? You can't see the future. You can see where you're going, but you can't see past the horizon and the future would be that horizon. What's out of your visual range, what's out of your mental range. You're not going to be able to know or encounter until it's upon you. So as your past and your present meet and affect your, your directional pathway towards your future, you've got to be able to pivot. You've got to be able to make quick decisions. If someone's coming up on you in the left lane on the highway and if that person is going 90 and you're going 75, do you go get in the left lane? If you're in the right lane, no, you stay in the right lane. Why? Because you're going to let them pass you. Otherwise, they're a threat to your safety. Well, what if you're in the left lane going 75? And what if they're still going 90? You have a couple of different options. You could throw your blinker on and signal that you're going to move to the right lane before they get to you if there's space. But if there's not space, you're going to have to let them come sit behind you and they're going to stay there until you have the opportunity to move out of their way, unless they have an opportunity to get around you. But it gives you time to see what they're going to do. It gives you time to pivot, to plan. And if you're using your blinker properly, and if the space becomes available, you can sit there and have your blinker on for five, 10 seconds before you move to give them time to understand what it is you're about to do. Yeah. Now, if you panic, if you stress out because they're going super fast, maybe they're laying on their horn now, maybe they're they're you know flipping you the bird as you they go around you. If that causes you anxiety and stress, that could affect how you're operating your vehicle. 
Well, let's take it back to the to the real world. Let's take it back to your life. If this this person going 90 is some sort of occurrence, some sort of instance that that threatened you or that caused you pain in the past and now it's affecting your present and your future, that that's that's where you have to make sure you know what lane you're in and how it's potentially going to affect you or go past you. Um, and you have options, you have choices, but you have to know what's coming. You can't dwell on it because if you dwell on it, it will cause panic. It will in- induce anxiety. But if you just know that it's there, you accept that it's presence and you say, okay, what can I do with this? Then you'll, you might not completely erode anxiety. You might not completely get rid of any discomfort, but you will at least know what you can do with it. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a great set of analogies around it, and it's funny because I, I had a moment with my own driving years ago as I started to kind of transform the way I am in the world, where I was one of those drivers that used to drive fast and weave in and out of traffic, and I look back on it, and I'm like, what was I thinking? Um, but I finally got to the point where I questioned it. And I, so I, I had a 35 minute drive and I timed it driving, you know, 80 plus weaving in and out of traffic, causing all sorts of stress for everybody, myself included. Time to drive in that way 15 days. And then I drove 15 days, the speed limit, never changing lanes, just sailing, you know, sailing to work. My maximum differential was four minutes max on a day-to-day basis. Most of the days it was within one minute that I would arrive. And I was, it was shocking when you, when you looked at it and I was really amazed at, wow, I, you know, this is such a better way to go. You know, just go the speed limit, no stress, you know, get there safely. Don't, don't cause anybody else a burden, but there's so much around the, the set of metaphors on driving. It's, it's really cool. Um, when you in the pre-show when we were talking around, obviously we've come out of a of a year that has had a lot of negativity and also just a lot of chaos. And when you transition to that and you say, okay, the as you said in the pre-show, the pain signal, the negativity coming out, you know, we treat those things in in different ways and Maybe I, you could share a minute on your your thought process around this negative pain signaling and how we process it. For sure. So oftentimes, most of the time, really, we're taught to look at negativity as bad. Bad, evil, dangerous, uncomfortable, painful, what have you. It's it's you know, it's not a a feeling or it's not something that we want to experience. And that's fine. But there's another side to negativity, and, and that's what it means for our ability to get to a place of positivity. Now, something Dan and I talked about is what pain is what pain signals in the human body. Uh, you know, you're you're a kid, you're growing up, your knees hurt, and you're like, oh, why do my knees hurt? And your parents say, You just have growing pains. It, it'll go away as you get older. Well, those, the, those pains are natural, but that's your only, that's your body's only way of communicating to you that, hey, something is changing. The same thing goes with life. Negativity, pain, discomfort, they're not always bad things, but they usually signal some sort of change. 
whether the change is desired or not. They signal change. So what do you do with that? Well, it's just like your rearview mirror. You got to look at it. You've got to accept that it's there. But the next thing you do is pivotal, and that's accepting it and then working with it, working through it, not fighting it. If, if you're feeling mental pain, so I'm someone who suffers from anxiety. And if I'm having a panic attack or if I am experiencing something that's, in, that's triggering to me that induces some of my anxiety symptoms, if I try to fight those thoughts, if I try to, to argue with myself or battle myself with those, those thoughts, or especially if you're having a panic attack, it gets worse. Your cortisol goes up, your stress levels go up, and it, it doesn't help get you through it get out of it or help get things better. But let's say a trigger is causing me to have some really poor self-talk, which is inducing my anxiety. The first thing I have to do is recognize that's what's happening. Oh, I'm, I'm belittling myself. I'm beating myself up. This, this is some really negative self-talk or this is some limiting self-talk that isn't really helping me see the potential. First thing I have to do is not fight it, not argue with myself, but counter it and just go, well, it could be that, or it could be this over here. Here's an example. Let's say you run out of the door, you got your keys, you got your wallet, you got your cell phone, but let's say that you needed your gym bag. You're going to the gym and you get to the first slide from your house and you go, oh no, I forgot my gym bag. Ah, how stupid. How does that help you get to the gym any better? You have to go back and get the bag. You know, you're going to have to turn around or just work out in the clothes you're in, which if you're in the right clothes, it's fine. But if you're like me, you're coming from work or you're coming from something else, you're going to want to change. So you have to sit there and instead of going, oh, that's stupid. If you say that, you go, or I got distracted because XYZ happened or wow, I really wanted to get to the gym today, didn't I? I was so excited to go get a good workout in that I completely forgot to bring the one thing that's going to enable me to have that workout. And we all do it. it. Things like that happen to all of us. But there's no reason to beat ourselves up. Yeah. And And anything in life, you can find just about anything where you have that first reaction and it's an opportunity to go, well, hold on, let's think about the entire situation let's talk about the entire process of events what all led up to that one thing that made me say oh i'm so stupid if you can find that thing then you can take that negativity and go well hold on i'm not actually stupid right but i got distracted or i was too excited how can i manage my emotions my feelings my surroundings so that next time i don't forget that gym bag i'm not distracted I'm excited, but it's not its not counterintuitive excitement, uh, whatever it might be. That's the negativity that, that becomes an opportunity for, for growth, for positivity, because, yeah, it's, just, it's uncomfortable. It's painful. It doesn't help you get where you want to go in that moment. But if you stop and use it as a lesson, use it as a signal, just like you would watching your rearview mirror in a car as things come up from behind you, then you can appropriately pivot, make the right decision, and continue moving forward. Yeah, I, I love it. That's it's helpful, and it's something we all can 
you know, sit and take that simple thought process and make a big impact on how we're treating ourselves and others. The as we transition to the the, the winding down of the discussion, there's two things I always go through with guests. And one of them is if you want people to take away one thing from today's 30 minute uh, episode, uh, listening to us, what's the one thing that you you really want people to carry away and, and help their day-to-day living? You know, this last year has been hard for everyone, no matter where you fall, no matter where you sit, no matter what you think. It's been a hard year. What can you take from from this discussion between Dan and I about negativity, about opportunity for change, about all the things? What can you take away with it? And what can you do with that to help yourself relieve some of this difficulty, relieve some of this pressure? Some of the things we've experienced, we don't have the power to change. Some of the things we're experiencing are being caused by others who we don't know or are outside our connection point. We don't influence. That's fine. So if that's the case, how can you let those things be as you look inward and and you decide what you want to do with yourself? How can you leverage your community and your connections so that if those things are threatening you, you can feel safer? And also, you can approach those things with confidence and with security. Uh, Dan and I were talking about communication before this podcast, and communication is key. That's one of one of the main tools that we have as human beings to work together. And if we're not communicating effectively, we're not going to find a way forward. We're not going to be able to navigate this this discomfort and this pain. And and these growing pains that we're experiencing around the world to reach a better tomorrow. And part of communicating is listening effectively. So if, if there's anything that you can do with that negativity, with that pain, if there's anything you can do, at least start with listening. I don't care if you agree or disagree with someone. I don't care if, if you think someone's crazy, it it doesn't matter. Let's take the subjectivity out of it. Just start by listening, listen, not to reply, but to understand it's cliche. We've all heard it, but we've all heard it because it really is that important. So Uh, if you're in negativity, listen, understand, let's find the opportunity to move forward. Let's get through these growing, growing pains. That's my one big takeaway. Awesome. I, I wrote down at least start listening as my synopsis and I, and I really like it. So that's good. Lastly, um, cauliflower moment. It's that moment where you, you had a belief and you realized that what you had been believing potentially wasn't uh, necessarily all the way the truth and you learned something new. So what, what jumps out at you when you uh, think down that lane of a cauliflower moment? So... For, for those of you that, that don't know, and I imagine that's most people at this point, I was a competitive swimmer for 12 years. It led me into swimming in college. I graduated from the University of Kentucky. And as I got to the end of my swimming career, I started plateauing. And I couldn't understand why. I was always a workhorse. I always put my best foot forward. I always put my most effort into the thing that I love, my craft, swimming. I mean, it defined an entire portion of, of my 
you know, of, of my, I guess, formative years. And I remember that last year I got, you know, the last year I was swimming, I got to a point where I couldn't train the way I wanted to. I didn't know why. And it obviously affected my ability to compete, uh, you know, effectively. It's, it was hard. And I remember, you know, one of the girls in the team who was one of our best butterflyers and a great distance swimmer, she was lapping me in the pool. And if you understand swimming and this isn't, this isn't gender driven, I'm not saying this to slight anyone, but typically the men are faster than the women typically. And my comp- competitive times up to this point were, were faster than this person. So I was like, why are they lapping me? What is wrong with me? Why can't I do this? Part of it was some shoulder pain I had gone through for a while. And it was this chronic stress, this tension in my left shoulder. I didn't know what it was. Well, fast forward to 2019. That was, and that, that was back in, I guess, the uh, fall of 2012 and the spring of 2013. Fast forward to 2019. Finally, you know, I'm in a job. I have health insurance. I'm like, okay, it's time to go get this checked out. I go to the orthopedic doctor and it turns out it had nothing to do with my shoulder. That pain, that tension that I was experiencing had to do with my neck. Turns out my second and third vertebrae in my neck, they never separated at birth. So I have one giant vertebrae there where there should be two. And it causes pressure in my nerves that run through my neck down into my arm. And that's what was causing the shoulder pain. And with about a week or two of appropriate physical therapy, you know, all the way up to a month or so, the pain was managed. It started reducing and I started feeling so much better with that portion of my body. Now we fast forward to March and we all hit, end up in a pandemic. So you can imagine that, uh, you know, March of 2020 physical therapy went out the window, but now I know what it is. Now I know what that negativity and that pain is. I know what's causing it. And I know what I can do about it if I so choose. So that's, that's my cauliflower moment. You know, the thing that impacted me so greatly at a point in my life where I was defining myself by one specific pathway, that pain had nothing to do with what I thought it had to do with. And it took me understanding it from, from an expert perspective, but going and asking for help to get me to a place where I was actually able to feel more in control of that signal of that, of that discomfort. That's awesome. That's a really good one. And, uh, and I know a lot of people have faced, you know, different versions of that, but, uh, it's powerful to help people realize that, uh, a, it's okay to, to look deeper and to realize you had it wrong and B boy, does it help you, uh, to, to straighten your mind out and straighten everything out to, to realize that. Well, awesome, Chris. Really appreciate the time today. Uh, how can people find you or connect or listen to your Maximizer podcast? Absolutely. So if you want to learn more about Maximized, you can find us on Anchor. Find our episodes there. Um, we're on we're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. So just go anchor.fm forward slash Maximized with a D at the end. I always make sure that's clear. Um we're also on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash maximized PC. So if you like what you hear and you want to be a, a patron, head over to there. We've got a Facebook page as well at maximized PC, also on Instagram and Twitter. Um, you'll see the bulk of our social media on Facebook right now, but as 
as that grows, um, the other channels will start growing as well. And then if you want to be on the show, if you just want to drop me a message, if you have a question for me, anything, go ahead and reach out to me at maximizedpodcast.com. And um, I will respond as quickly as I can. I, I'm someone who really values communication. So I try to be a high level communicator with, with all of my different communication channels. So if you reach out to me, I will promise you, I will get back to you. So just give me a chance, but I do, I want to hear from all of you. Maximize is about helping others get more out of life. And so let's do that. Help me do that. Help me help all of you. Um, because ultimately when that happens, we all succeed. Um, and it's, it's fun to watch other people succeed. It's fun to be able to celebrate and, and cheer others on. So, uh, yeah, that's, those are the channels, you know, Patreon, Anchor, Spotify, Facebook, uh, my email address, you've got it all right there. So yeah. Um, Dan, I'm, I'm thanks for having me on. This has been no, fun. No problem. I'll throw it in the show notes as well. And we'll uh, sign up for today. Thanks. Awesome. I appreciate it.